Big news today, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans and Stan Van Gundy have mutually parted ways. Um, it uh, broke about a little bit after 12 this afternoon. Uh, this afternoon, about 3 o'clock, David Griffin had a press conference, short one, about 23 or so minutes, in which he talked about philosophical differences that were uncovered over time and a mutual parting of ways that took weeks of, again, of, uh, conversations between him and Van Gundy. Uh, and uh, ultimately, again, they're moving on. Let me say this, ladies and gentlemen, because there's a lot to unpack here. But, look, I said it when Van Gundy was hired, right? There's an expiration date on Van Gundy. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't think it would be this soon, okay? We know he has an abrasive style. It's not for everyone, okay? Uh, and, again, there were questions going into this, whether he could work with today's athlete, whether that be, again, the young players that are just coming out of school or, again, veterans. And let me say this right now. As a guy that stood up behind this microphone and, and threw bouquets and accolades at David Griffin, the finger should be pointed one place in one direction, David Griffin, period, the end. Griff should have realized this, okay, and should have realized that, again, he was bringing him in for his ability to be able to teach. Teach. That's all we heard. Again, I said it myself. He's a great teacher. For the young players, he's going to be a great teacher. What is he going to teach them how to do? What, what did they not do under, under uh, Alvin Gentry? They didn't play defense. So what will he do? He'll be able to come in and teach, especially on the defensive side. Well, that wasn't going to happen in a season with COVID-19 restrictions. And, and Griffin knew this going into the season. The Pels were never going to get the best of Stan Van Gundy, which is, again, off the floor in the practice facility as much as it is when it comes to game-time decisions. So let me say this. From the outset, the hire was flawed. In a COVID-19 restriction season, it's flawed. So now, what are we hearing? What's the rumbling now around the NBA? Griff is a meddler, a meddler, okay, a meddler. Now, that he wants to be not just vice president of basketball operations, but yet he wants to meddle in the day-to-day coaching decisions. True or false? We don't know. See, here's the difference. In past years, if you were on the beat of the New Orleans Pelicans, you were at practice. You had a chance to get in the locker room. You got a chance to be able to see the body language of the players. You were around the facility, even though, again, they kept you out during practice and they let you in uh, for, for a few minutes after practice ends, so you get there and talk. You would hear things. You'd be around it. COVID-19 restrictions, there's not a reporter in this town or in the country that's been around there. So, again, that means agents have to talk. That means players are talking to agents. And that's how things like that get out. So if that's what's meant by, again, uh, the fact that there's a mutual parting of ways, then, then again, philosophical differences that are uncovered over time, is it as Griff is a meddler? He wants to, again, be the vice president of basketball operations and the head coach too? I don't know. But maybe that does account for some of the head-scratching decisions we saw during the game. Maybe those are Griff-driven. Only Griffin and only Van Gundy and, of course, Alvin Gentry know the truth. Now, Gentry said as much after his first year and his only year under Griffin. He said, and he kept, remember, he kept talking about the medical staff and the restrictions on Zion in his rookie year. And I can remember clear as day watching, a, watching after a game where uh, the, the Pelicans lose a game uh, and Zion was playing well and they had to pull him out uh, in the fourth quarter because he had reached his minute restrictions. And you could see the frustration on Gentry's face. And Gentry told the media after that game he was doing what he was told to do because he didn't want to be fired. Read between the lines. 
Griff wants to have, to have a say in the day-to-day coaching decisions. And that just doesn't work in any pro league. That doesn't work in a pro sports league of any kind. So if that is true, if that's part of this deal here, why Van Gundy moves on, why there are philosophical differences, that's an issue. I mean, could you see Loomis telling Pelican, uh, t- telling uh, Sean Payton of the New Orleans Saints who to play or what play to call? I mean, even pre-Super Bowl success, when Sean Payton was a novice coach, get the hell out of here, okay? That would never happen. And if Griff is a meddler, let me say this right now, and I'm going to put this out there right now. If the rumors of him being a meddler are true, there is no established coach who is, is going to be willing to come in and take a job with a front office that dictates minutes and who plays. And if it is true, then it's up to Mickey Loomis to step in. Period. The end. You can't have that. Everybody has their place in the organization. You cannot coach from the front office. Not even Pat Riley does that. This is now the most crucial hire in the history of pro basketball in New Orleans. It has to be the right hire, okay? Can't be a novelty hire or trying to break ground here, okay? The coaching hire has to be like this is your last coaching hire, okay? Like, again, the job and your career depends on it because it does. It absolutely does. I mean, it just doesn't sound good, the narrative that's out there now. Three head coaches in three years for Zion Williamson. Man. Let me say this. Motivational speeches are great. But can you coach? Can you coach? Can you make strong in-game decisions when the games are on the line? Are you a tactician? Are you an X and O coach? Can you motivate not just young players? But seasoned veterans, are they going to take you seriously? Because there's been names that have been floated out there. One of them is, is again, Teresa Witherspoon. And look, all due respect to Witherspoon, what she's done in her career. That that name has been tossed out as a possible hire. Now, I will say this. It was kind of shot down today by David Griffin. But I'll say this right now. This is not the time for experimentation, Okay. Chris Paul and Anthony Davis forced their way out of uh, this organization because of dysfunctional ownership and a front office that didn't have a clue on how to run an NBA basketball team. And now you're looking at three coaches in three years for Zion, the latest generational talent to wear New Orleans on his chest. When it comes to Mrs. Benson, Loomis, Lausha, and even Griff, all are on the clock right now when it comes to the future of Zion in New Orleans. There's no other way around that. You can't sugarcoat that, especially after what has happened today. Remember, it was Griff that fired Alvin Gentry. And Griff knew right then and there when he fired Alvin Gentry that he had to make the right hire. What did he do? He pulled Stan Van Gundy out of mothballs. Knowing that he had a great basketball mind, knowing that he's a great teacher, knowing that he's also a demanding coach that rubs players the wrong way. So the question has to be asked. When he hired Griff, when Griff hired uh, uh, Van Gundy, did he know, did he understand, again, how critical it was for him, how crucial it was for him to be able to communicate with today's players? Because obviously it looks like he couldn't. You look at the, at, at the, at the interviews with the players at the end of the season. Nobody's throwing bouquets at Stan Van Gundy. 
Okay, it was almost, again, like there was, a, there was a disconnect there between the players and Van Gundy. But this isn't all on Van Gundy. Griff has to be held accountable for the direction of this franchise, for hiring someone that didn't fit. And I'm going to say this right now. And I'm a guy that sat behind this microphone, and as I said before, applauded the decision to be able to hire David Griffin. And look, I, I've been caught up in it, and, and I warn people all the time about this. You cannot, as an owner, as a general manager, get caught up in the talking heads on national TV that are on broadcast. Former coaches, former GMs, they are zero and zero. They have nothing to lose. They can sound incredibly eloquent behind the microphone on, again, breaking down what's going on with franchises. And we all get sucked into it and say, man, that guy would be a great coach. How come he's not coaching? He's on the, on, on, the, on the dais right there, and he's telling us everything we need to know, and I agree 100% with him. Well, that GM, that guy, he should be running a basketball team or a football team. And it's the easiest way to get back in, right? But sometimes that's fool's goal. No, Griff has to be held accountable for the direction of this franchise, firing somebody that didn't fit. And it seems more and more like Griff is a well-spoken carnival barker or a medicine man hawking his potions, or a TV preacher. He's talked a good game, but the results are not there, ladies and gentlemen. And that's the issue. This is a results-oriented business. Anybody can pick Zion Williamson, okay? That's not hard. But Griff has failed. It fails when, it, when it's come to trades and free agency uh, pickups. I've talked about it. First of all, he leaves DeAndre uh, Hunter on the board, and he trades with Atlanta. With, the, with, again, the fourth pick overall, which was the Los Angeles Lakers pick, he gets three young players. Now, look, we hope those three young players are going to turn out to be really three really, really good players in the NBA. Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Didi Lozada. But the jury's out, okay? The jury's out. Hunter's one of the best players on the Atlanta Hawks right now. Right now. When you look at this situation going forward, Yes, Zion needs to be put in, have some input into what's going on. But I tell you right now, he's 21 years old. <laughs> he can't be calling the shot on the next head coach. Griff said as much today. But I will say this, Zion has to have the respect and the buy-in on the new head coach. He may not pick the head coach, but he sure to hell better respect that head coach and buy into that head coach. When you look at this, when you talk about Griff, on one hand, you say it was a good move on the part of the organization if they felt that Van Gundy was the wrong hire. But on the other hand, it looks bad when you say you're hired as the general manager or the vice president of basketball operations and you have two head coaches in two years in the NBA. That is not good. So when you look at the, the next hire, it has to be a coach that stabilizes the organization that can take them to, the, the, again, the top of the NBA, contending for championships, not the 10th seed. I mean, that's ridiculous this year. We're all praying for a 10th seed. I can say this right now. Griff has lost the confidence of this talk show host, and I'm just being honest. Because you're judged by results, ladies and gentlemen. And so far, again, Griff has failed. You talk about, again, the, the holiday trade bringing in an overpaid and underperforming Bledsoe and Adams, and then extending Adams, okay? Extending him a couple years. You have the ninth highest payroll in the NBA, and you can't get to the 10th seed in the West. 
J.J. Redick, a bust as a free agent. Yeah, he played pretty well under, um, under Alvin Gentry, but he said from the beginning he wouldn't want to play for Van Gundy. You didn't get rid of him. You held on to him. He laid on your leg the entire season. The jury's still out on, on again, the, the Anthony Davis Laker trade and the assets from that trade. I mentioned, again, the trading of the fourth overall pick for, for, um, uh, for Hayes, Nikhil Alexander, Walker, and Lozada uh, instead of picking up DeAndre Hunter. Firing Gentry and hiring Stan Van Gundy when you know you had to make the right hire, especially in a season of COVID-19 restrictions. Obviously, again, there are a lot more mistakes than hits when you look at the tally card on David Griffin thus far. He claims to to love his coaching staff and wants to retain them. But I'll say this right now. Unless he elevates from within, does that handicap his search for a new head coach? Because you can't tell a new head coach, uh, I'm keeping the coaching staff because we like the coaching staff, and, and, oh, by the way, uh, you're going to be the head coach. What established winning head coach is going to want to work for David Griffin also if he's a meddler? I mean, that's just being honest. If the rumors are true that David Griffin is a meddler, what coach is going to want to come here? Especially, again, that he's gone through head coaches like Bourbon Street Bars go through to go cups. And that's the truth, folks. Two coaches in two years. That's like Bourbon Street Bars going through to go cups. He claims they have no mythical clock when it comes to Zion. There's no mythical Zion clock. If that is truly what he believes, then he's a fool. And fools should, be running, should not be running uh, professional sports organizations because there is a clock on Zion, and there is a, a Zion clock for this organization. The basketball psyche of the city hangs in the balance right now. And we all know it, right? We talk about it all the time. Generational players like CP3 and Anthony Davis pushing their way out of New Orleans. The sports fans' expectations are we're not a farm club for the NBA. The Saints' success under Peyton changed all that. This is a championship city where fans demand winning, not hoping for the 10th seed in a play-in tournament. Are you kidding me? And I'll say this right now as I get ready to close. The city cannot and will not support, continue to support an organization that squanders generational talent. If Griff screws this up, and he's well on his way, and Zion walks, it'll be the tipping point for NBA basketball here in New Orleans. The Saints' success raised the bar here in New Orleans. It's not, again, uh, your grandfather or your father's New Orleans Saints or what I grew up with in, in the 60s and 70s and 80s. It's a different New Orleans Saints now. So whether Griff wants to admit it or not, he's on the clock. And it's not a mythical one. It's a real one. If Zion Williamson walks, the aftermath will be apocalyptic here in the city. At the end of the day, the buck stops with David Griffin. And so far, if you want to look at the report card, David Griffin has failed.